Hello, hello, my dear friends, participants and listeners. I'm Peter Resnick, and welcome to the Dr. Peter Resnick's Toolbox. Today, we have to tie up some loose ends to finish our conversation on, about ADD and ADHD, uh, and about how to naturally improve one's concentration, memory, and recall. And then I will tell you about what happened with my request, if you remember, to choose one subject out of six that I would talk in the following shows. What subject was chosen? And hopefully, we can begin to talk about that subject. Because I'm ready. But first, a little show and tell. During the week, as I go with my life, see clients, supervise my students, talk to my children, make few moves in my chess game um, on the internet, answer emails, talk to my sister Inna, read a few pages from one of the three books that I'm current, currently reading. My PRN audience comes to my mind, in fact, quite often. Though I cannot see you, ladies and gentlemen, I know you are there because of at the radio, they tell me how many people listen. And also, I receive a lot of email. So my parent community is somehow always on the back of my mind. And then something happens, or simply something pops into my mind. And I think, oh, that would be an interesting thing to share on my show. I have so many stories in my mind. One, why one comes, uh, not the other is at any given moment, I don't know. I would love to hear from you. And I would love to, to know if this show and tell part is interesting to you, because basically, the, the show is about health, and wellness, and consciousness. Uh, but show and tell is sometimes I just read the poem or tell your story. So I would love to hear to get your feedback. Anyway, I received a text a few days ago, I didn't recognize the number. Someone was texting, I read to you the text. Hi, sweetie, I miss you. I forgot to tell you yesterday, I often think about how we were together for the first time, how I was kissing your breasts. And you did not want me to go further. And I thought that you were not ready for this. And you told me after that you did want us to be together. But later, you just wanted to prolong the pleasure of each experience. That was the text. I responded <laughs> that I was a 60 year, 80 year old man. And this text definitely was not meant to me. And the reply came so so sorry. And I wrote no problem. You two can enjoy a good laugh together. And that's all. But that's was that's not the show and tell part. This incident, this text reminded me of an incident that happened in 1994. I know the year because at the end of that year, I met a woman who was to become my wife and the mother of my children. Uh, I went to sleep and forgot to turn off the ringer on my phone. Um, remember, it was like a cordless telephone. 
Um, I put it next to me on my uh, night table. At that time, there were no um, cell phones. And it was unusual that I would bring the phone with me. Normally, I would um, leave it in the living room to charge. And suddenly I was woken, I went to sleep and suddenly I was woken up by a call. I looked at the clock, it was midnight. And I, a, a child's voice said, hey, Jimmy, before I even said hello, hey, Jimmy. And I said, sorry, <laughs> you just woke me up. I am not Jimmy. And it was a voice of a child, maybe 10, 11 years old. And so he, I recognized that he misdialed and he recognized that he misdialed. Oh, but I didn't say anything. You know, I said, oh, it's the wrong number. Uh, you woke me up. And once he recognized that it was a, uh, a wrong number, he said, scream to me, F you. And I heard other kids laugh and he hung up. Okay. So I thought now I will turn off the ringers. Definitely somebody made a mistake and it's kids playing. And as I was thinking about it, again, the phone rings and the guy, the same kid says, hey, I, did you go to sleep or you want to F again? I And I said, somehow, you know, I was half sleeping. I said, no, uh, I now I cannot go to sleep. Uh, but, you know, I already learned this word. As you hear, I speak with an accent. I'm not from this country and learning English. And I know this word quite well. So maybe you can teach me another word. And he said, you are effing moron. How about that? And he hung up again. And I thought, now he will be calling again. And he indeed called in a minute and said, so how is your English lesson? And I said, thank you. I, I don't mind, you know, uh, anything is good. You know, I'm learning. But I, I understand that you wanted to call your friend Jimmy. But if you want to continue talking, I will turn off the ringer now. But you can call tomorrow. Uh, something something made me feel that, that this kid had nothing to do. I'm thinking about it now. And actually, I thought about it then, like I I had a feeling there was a purpose for this call. And so I turned off the ringer. And, and, but next evening I had the ringer on. It was not already, not midnight, but it was maybe 10.30 in the evening. And the call again comes, hey, you. I said, oh, it's so nice. Uh, not so nice to hear from you, Jimmy's friend. I don't know what your name. And he says, oh, my name is Billy. Okay. I say, hi, Billy, nice talking to you. Thank you for calling. I asked you to call. So and thank you for not calling too late because I would turn off the ringer and then unfortunately I would miss you. But I was like speaking nicely, you know. And so that's how our relationship began. And I will not bore you with details and probably, frankly, I don't remember the details now. But slowly he kind of started teaching me a little bit um, English. And then I asked him why he was staying so late. And he said that he was living with his grandma and uh, his mother. He doesn't want to tell me where she was and uh, that his grandma 
uh, goes to sleep by 10 o'clock. So he begins to hang out with his friends. And so he would tell me what he was doing with his friends. And eventually he started calling by himself. And uh, I'm talking about a relationship that lasted maybe six months. Uh, slowly, I would I started, I, I learned like maybe a month into our conversations, he said, hey, man, uh, I want to tell you, my name is not Billy. Uh, but I don't remember now what the name was, but it was a different name. And I started telling him about, um, you know, my life and what his aspirations were, were, what he wanted to do. I learned that he was 12 years old and and he did not have any dreams, you know, uh, no interest in school. And, and I was, I don't remember how, but somehow teaching him about life and, and what is possible to to achieve. And then he told me, yeah, no, 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 it cannot, it, it will not happen. I, I asked him, like, would you like to be an astronaut or you want to be a president of the United States? And he was laughing, he said, hey, you don't, you don't hear, I'm black. And I said, oh, then you are my brother. And he said, what, are you black too? I said, no, but I'm Jewish. And I come from the country where it was it was not in my on my skin, but I had to carry passport everywhere I go. And if I wanted to apply for a job, they would look who I am and they wouldn't give me a job. So I had exactly the same experience. But you know what I told him? I am now grateful to them because I do many things and it's easy for me in the United States because they made my life hard there. And I had to work twice as hard when I went to military. Then, of course, he was excited that I served the military. I said, I had to do twice as much as everybody else just to feel equal so they wouldn't pick on me. And then when I applied to university, I had to have all straight A's just to be accepted. So I said, that, that pressure made me work harder. And now I can achieve many, many things. And so I believe that somehow in, inspired him. And so, and I suggested that he would choose one subject because I, I asked him, he said that he was doing very poorly uh, in school. He didn't say poorly, but he said, well, he gets by and he gets his C's. And I said to him, I, you sound so, so bright. I just for the fun of it, just to prove me wrong, choose one subject, whatever subject you want. And for three weeks, try your best, just for, for the fun of it. And you will see what happens. And indeed, he tried. And his teacher praised him and it felt good. It felt good. Rather than getting negative attention, he was getting positive attention. And then slowly, as I said, within six months, many things changed. He started speaking in a, in a much more polite way, you know, he, he, my English was not that great, but but not too bad. I, I by then I had been in the States for more than almost two decades. So, but but he started, he chose to speak differently with me, and we we developed a friendship, really friendship, and and he was looking forward to um, our calls. His calls because I could, he told me he cannot call. I could not call him. And what happened? 
uh, I think by by the time we stopped talking, unfortunately we did, he graduated from school. Maybe it was middle school, I don't remember now. But I remember that he graduated, he was shocked how well he did. And he intended to and uh, to continue studying. And we started like dreaming about what what he will do, what he, he will go would go to college before he was not even thinking about it. He just wasn't thinking about educating and what he would do in the future at all. And then he called me and said, man, I, I got in trouble. You know, I told my grandmother, it was stupid of me. I told my grandmother that I talked to you. She was interrogating me. She asked me to talk, to tell her everything. And she said that you are some psycho <clears throat> and that you're, you were no good and and so on. And so, uh, so she forbids me to talk to you. Maybe I can talk to you some from call you from some other place. And I said to him, even though I know I, I was not no good. Excuse me, I just sipped my ginger tea. And that I just wanted to be helpful. And that, you know, I, like, as I told him, I'm a, psych, I'm a psychologist, and I'm interested in helping people. But since and I asked him to ask his grandmother if they would be willing and I at that time I lived on Upper East Side and apparently he lived in Harlem and I said if uh, his grandmother wouldn't be wouldn't mind visiting with him me and then she <laughs> he called me final time and said no she said that you were some kind of crazy guy so she absolutely is not interested and I and and he was not supposed to call me again and I said that his grandmother loves him, she cares about him, and he has to honor, honor her wish. Um, and I wished him well. And I said, maybe when he gets older, maybe he could call me again. But but for, for that time, we needed to stop our conversations. And this was it. Uh, I don't know why I'm compelled to tell you this story. Uh, but now this yeah, this boy is, I calculated as I was thinking about telling you the story, he's almost 40 years old. He's somewhere, it, it was what, 20, um, yeah, 28, 29 years ago. So he's 38 or, or, or 40 years old. And I wonder now, I didn't think about him for so long. I wonder now if, if this these conversations for six months had some impact on him. If he thinks about that strange guy who spoke to him so long ago, I don't know. It's a mystery. But I, you see, I thought about him. I didn't think about him for a long, long time now. But there was time after our conversations, I, I did think about him. I wanted to know if he continued studying and so on. <clears throat> But I had no way uh, of reaching him. Remember that time we didn't even have caller ID and all that. So, and I don't know even if I would call him because his grandmother didn't want us to communicate. But anyway, that's what happened. This is just one story. I have so, ladies and gentlemen, I have so many stories in my life that happened. Uh, 
in in coincidentally what what they call in science synchronicity meaningful coincidences maybe um, if you're interested you know i want to hear your feedback i can tell you some of them there some of them are even strange that's very strange very unlikely uh two events happened uh, and and they happened in my life and somehow uh well, almost it's almost magical and sometimes i feel i'm blessed and and sometimes i think everybody has this in their lives they just don't pay so much attention not everybody pays so much attention to to the nature of these events how coincidental they are and when i say coincident i don't mean by a chance coincident simply core means together with an incident is a happening it doesn't mean that it's happening by a chance. In fact, my belief is that we live in a meaningful universe, or as Martha Crampton, psychologist from California, I believe she moved recently to New York, she said, we participate in a meaningful universe structured to facilitate evolution of consciousness. That's beautiful. Anyway, look, I spent 20 minutes giving you show and tell a little too long, probably, right? Now, let's go back to AD and ADD and ADHD. Uh, I want, you know, last week I spoke about, uh, unfortunately, the, the treatments that, that they found in modern times to ADHD and that is Ritalin and the like. Uh, and they're not really helpful. Uh, and the, the, the worst is that they, they teach a person that he or she is not responsible for their life, that there is a brain disorder they have, and, and it can be treated only by something outside of themselves. Uh, and yeah, I already was telling you about Peter Bregan, and if you can, of course, you can read his books and go on his podcast. He speaks a lot about the harmful effects of um, medications for ADHD. Uh, but basically, what I want to tell you is that the antidote to to this problem with attention is practice is uh, developing a method of making it impossible for yourself not to get distracted but i'm telling you i have i myself have difficulties uh, focusing for a long time my mind wanders away i may read a book and then i suddenly think oh, oh something reminds me of of a radio show and i think oh i need to tell this and this and i jump from that subject to another subject before i know it i forgot the book that i'm reading i have to go back and so on it happens so we i devise different uh, techniques to stay on track and as i said it depends on your temperament and we spoke about our different temperaments temperaments four temperaments remember and uh, temperament like bilious, lymphatic, and sanguine, they don't have that wandering of the mind that's so much, but uh, what we call a nervous temperament, and I am partially a nervous temperament, we think much faster than an average person, 
and our mind has greater vulnerability to being distracted. So you have to place yourself in a situation where you don't have uh, many distractions. And what is very important is uh, not to spend a lot of time or focusing on or trying to focus on the same subject. Uh, let's say if you, what if you need to cover something and it takes at least three, four hours, and people proudly often say, oh, I spent three hours studying. That's, that's really a waste of time for any temperament. And the reason for that is because people have short attention span. We can concentrate the most uh, with being distracted somewhat for 20 minutes. And in school, uh, I, I know the class is 45, 50 minutes. And when you go to college, it's an hour and a half. But our full concentration, again, with being distracted somewhat, somehow in a little bit and being coming back, still is 20 minutes. After 20 minutes, your productivity goes way down. After 30 minutes, really, you're not absorbing even half of material. And after 45 minutes, uh, you, you absorb 25% of material. There are actually studies. Um, psychological studies on attention. So uh, many years ago, when I came to the United States, I realized how people were uh, studying uh, in, in such an unproductive way. I developed a, a system. I believe the first time I focused on helping people to focus was uh, maybe 35 years ago, if not more, uh, when a lawyer who failed passing bar exam came to see me and said, I, I cannot focus, I, it's too much material and so on. And I created that system, which still I recommend these days. And uh, since then, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of people who needed to pass a medical test, a medical exam, board exam, uh, bar exam lawyers, uh, social workers, which is a very challenging also test. And I believe, I don't remember that anybody said uh, that it just didn't work for them. So in fact, in fact, when my nephew Oleg, and you probably know Oleg, some of you, because I invited him to the show, he's a medical doctor now, very bright, very successful medical doctor. But when he was accepted to what's called downstate medical school in New York, and he realized how much material he had to study, I shared with him uh, this approach to studying. And he shared with uh, this technique with uh, five of his fellow students. And they all, all adopted this approach. Uh, and they were studying together, and probably this togetherness, feeling a support um, was also helping. But by the end of medical school, they all, all of the six people graduated from with whatever it's called, cum laude, shmum laude, I don't know how it's called, but with great honors. So, uh, and I will share with you now this technique. If you need to prepare for the exams, or simply need to study, 
uh, if you have an opportunity, take a pen and a pencil or, um, or pen or a pencil and paper and write down. So what you do is you uh, take your material and read for four or five minutes. It depends on how fast you read, but it may be through only three minutes. It may be a little more. But as long as you can fully focus and comprehend the material, um, it needs to be one or two paragraphs, the most half of page, half a page. After that, but but let's say, how to say it? Uh, um, you read a meaningful piece of information, something that you could summarize. So, but it must not be more than five, six minutes the most. So after you read it, you stop go, you stop um, reading, but you think about what you just read and summarize it in one sentence and then write down that sentence. Now you go to the next paragraph, again, spend or one or two or even three paragraphs as long as you can keep your attention it's not in no long longer than five six minutes pause again stop reading summarize the whole material again in one sentence that is that that sentence need to remind you of all the material that you just read you write down the next sentence then you go remember you already spend uh, maybe seven minutes and seven minutes, meaning five, six minutes on the reading, and then one minute at least writing down the summary. So now you read the third piece of information, few paragraphs, and summarize it again. And then write the sentence. Now you have three sentences, and so you possibly covered a page, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, and you have these three sentences. Now, you just look at the three sentences and first you read the first sentence and in your mind open it, meaning think of what this sentence is telling you because you want to remember uh, the whole material that you summarized as this sentence. Now you read the second sentence and the third sentence. Look what happened. By the, by, by the time you finish, maybe already 25 minutes passed. Look what happened. Normally, when people study, they go through material, they go through a lot of material, and maybe for half an hour, if not more, and then they feel, feel they finished. And the best is that they, they try to think about what they read. But most of the time, they, they go back to the material, a kind of scan it, skip through material, and what happens is they recognize what they just read. It doesn't mean that they remember. They just recognize the material and say, okay, I covered it, next. And then they can go right back to focusing. But what happens with this method that I introduced to you, look what happens. First time you read, then you work with the same material in order to create a summary. You have to work with the material. 
So that's the second time the same material. And then when you open the meaning of each of the three sentences, this is the third time covering the same material. Of course, in the beginning, most people, when I introduce this to them, they say, oh, wait, 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 wait. That will take so much time, I will never cover all the material. But it's not true. Because once you cover this material, this three-step method, you really remember it. And if you go slowly, you will be able to cover all material and it will be firmly in your mind. Even if you don't remember all the material, you will remember a large portion from the fit. While if you go with your usual method, you may recognize when you go through the material, um, when you go the second time, just kind of scan through it, skip through it. But you don't really remember it. And then when you come, when it comes to taking tests, you panic, you are rushed, and it doesn't work well. So all I'm asking you is to give it a try. This is the 25 minute focusing uh, on the material. After that, it's an absolute must. For five minutes, you leave everything alone and you do some physical physical activity. You don't start answering the phone calls or watch something uh, on the internet. Remember, the real rest is not in, in feeding your mind with something else, but completely emptying your mind and changing the mode of activity. So uh, you need to do something you do if you want to do your push-ups, you dance, you jump, whatever you want to do, but something physical. Now you have half an hour. You can go back for another half an hour of this kind of structure. Again, you rest it for five minutes, you go back to another half an hour. Now it's uh, an hour and a half. After that, you do not, you have to take a break. You have to take a half an hour break. Uh, and then you can go through another module and that is for another hour and a half. I promise you will be much, much more productive in your uh, ability to concentrate and focus. Okay, I'm really, uh, by the way, I have also a technique for you. If you, that's, that's a technique that I give to, to people who come to see me who want to focus. Uh, in addition to uh, teaching them this format of studying, I give them an exercise uh, for being able to focus for this module, that is for this one hour and a half. Because after one hour and a half, you, you have to do a little exercise to complete this unit or module of information. So let's do the exercise. If you want to participate, just close your eyes and mentally say to yourself, I'm doing this exercise with an intention to focus. And think or imagine making for yourself a student's robe. You know, like those robes where, where kids or adults graduate. 
you can take from a rainbow, pull out any uh, color, any beam, and it becomes a robe. Remember, everything is possible in imagination. And then make for yourself a hat. Put a golden nail in the wall and hang your robe and the hat on the golden nail. If you participated, now you have noticed what color it is. You have your robe and your hat. You don't need to create it again each time you sit down to study or focus. But you have it hanging. But so now, if you want to concentrate, imagine you have certain material in front of you. So you say to yourself, I'm doing this exercise with an intention to focus. Close your eyes and imagine taking the robe of the golden nail, putting it on. And as you put it on, see the glow of the color, creating a cocoon of that color, protecting you. You can see through the cocoon, but you are protected like as if it's made of a thin rubber. Um, and all the sounds or any negativity coming from outside or even pollen, any elements are bouncing off that cocoon. And now, as you put your hat on, the moment you put it on, the glow increases, you're totally absorbed in your material. So see yourself now studying. And if you do this exercise, then you open your eyes and you begin to concentrate. So and then you go through these three modules through three periods of 25 minutes. And after one hour and a half, you take the robe off, hang it on the nail, and you go for half an hour or more um, doing other things. And then again, you decide to concentrate. You say, I'm doing this exercise with an intention to focus. And you close your eyes and put your uh, robe on. And again, and the hat on, and then you focus again. This is the whole system of studying. I found it being super useful to hundreds and hundreds of people, as I said. So if you have a qu any question regarding uh, focus or ADHD, now is the time to call before I talk to you about other things. Um, the number here is 888-874-4888. Again, if you cannot call, you can send me an email to drpeterresnik at gmail.com. D-R-P-E-T-E-R-R-E-Z-N-I-K at gmail.com. So I am looking forward to getting your phone calls if you have any questions or comments about this study approach. Um, some people also, I'm talking while waiting for your call, if, if anybody is interested uh, in calling. Some people actually feel anxious from the beginning as, as they sit down, maybe because they were not successful studying or they um, had negative experiences with studying, uh, but got bad grades, were discouraged or whatever. 
if you find that is and because I heard from uh, a number of people saying that like when I think about exercise uh, studying, I become anxious. If that is the case, then you sit down uh, and you deal really with, with anxiety. I, I taught you exercises for the, for anxiety, but I will repeat it again. You just sit down because you know you need to st- to sit down to study. Uh, but you don't know if you feel that anxiety, you locate it in your body where it feels, where you feel anxious. Then you sit down and close your eyes. You no longer think about studying. You simply focus on that spot in your body where the tension is felt. Yes, I got, I see, I got a phone call. I, I will take the phone call in a minute. I want to finish this exercise uh, of anxiety. So you focus and as you focus on the tension where the anxiety is, you begin to breathe out slowly. You breathe out counting in your mind from one to nine and breathe in counting in your mind from one to five. Out one to nine, in one to five and also see in your mind the numbers. And after five, six minutes, you will come down. That's it. It's one of the techniques. I, I, I have a whole uh, hour, I think, uh, one of the shows I speak about anxiety. But again, you're welcome to call and ask questions about it. But now I want to take a phone call. Noel from New York, you're on the air. <coughs> yes, hello, uh, Dr. Resnick. I've spoken to you in the past. Yes, I recognize the name and the sound of your voice. Hi. Thanks. Oh, well, thank you. That's that's very kind. Uh, what you didn't appear to cover um, is, uh, I don't want to say what I'm studying because we're on air, but uh, what about if you're taking a multiple choice uh, exam to get a certificate? Yes. What do you do in that case? Because that's not, it's not really study, but it's like read, reading comprehension, and yes. then you take a, a, a mini test. Yes. What do you do in that case? Thank you. Thank you for bringing it up, Noel. You're absolutely right. I did not cover it. Uh, for that, you need to know very well material. That's, it goes back to the technique that I just shared. You have to have all the knowledge in your mind. It's a difficult, by the way, it's a difficult test, Noel, I know. Because when I was taking my test in social work, God, you know, you're presented with four, I presented with a situation, and then four good answers. Every one of them is a good one, is a good idea of how to approach uh, this patient or, or resolution of that problem. But you have to choose the best. Right. In order to, to make the best choice, you really need to know all the information. That even more emphasizes that it's important to study the way I said, that you know material. Because what happens otherwise, uh, if, you, if, if people study the way they normally study in America, and as I said, I learned that they spend hours and hours studying, and, and then they simply, they don't have it in their mind because they, right. they went only for one, one time over the material, the best two times. But with my method, it's three times. You really remember most of the material. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, if, if you don't remember, 
then I would follow, just follow intuition. You close intuition. I'm talking about uh, using the intuition exercise. You well, have doctor, uh, doctor. I I also would be remiss, and I'm I know I'm speaking for you too in this particular case. I would be remiss in also saying that we also have to focus on the diet. The diet is very, very important, avoiding alcohol, taking your B12 vitamins sublingually, all the things, uh, exercise, those things. Also, we could go through all the techniques, in my opinion. We could go through all the techniques, but we are missing one other portion of the puzzle, and that is the diet and uh, uh, copious amounts of water. We, oh, no, thank you. Thank you for reminding our listeners about it. I actually spoke about it last week. Okay. Uh, in, in fact, some people who have celiac disease are found to have difficulties concentrating. So absolutely, you have to know uh, what food is right for you. Regarding vitamin B12, vitamin B12 one is wonderful if you don't have access of vitamin B12. The, the best is you have a full blood workout, work uh, workup, and and you see what is missing if anything is missing, and you supplement it with uh, dietary supplements. Because sometimes people take uh, supplements just because somebody said to them it's good for you, but it doesn't mean it's good for you. And I had a discussion yeah. actually. So, but but so B12, B12, by the way, also helps retard brain shrinkage. So, uh, you know, I, I believe I'm, I'm hitting the target on this that I'm not just, just arbitrarily uh, talking about. I mean, because we could talk about uh, omega-3 fatty acids. We could talk about uh, um, uh, curcuminoids, which also help with the brain. So... Uh, do you agree with those? Absolutely, 100%. But okay. before we take anything, we need to know what we already have in our system. Right. If, uh, you know, people feel, let's say if, uh, if a person is lacking vitamin B12, they may feel sluggish, they have difficulties concentrating. Uh, but one time, actually, I was taking, I don't remember now how much vitamin B12, because I do take every every day, maybe like 12 or 13 different capsules. So mm -hmm. and I'm taking vitamin B12, and I started having kind of a little tremor in my hands and felt my eyes were blurry. And I had a, my um, uh, appointment with a physician. She took blood tests because I told her. Well, what, hap what happened there is you and I were in the boxing ring and you didn't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was beating you too hard, right? I yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. So, but actually my, my physician said you took too much of vitamin B12. You have to slow down because you have too much vitamin B12. That's and, uh, may I ask what type of B12? Was it the methylated or was it just a regular cobalamin? I, I don't know. You, you are much more knowledgeable than I am. You know, I, I, my knowledge is very limited. I'm limited to knowing what I do, and I delegate what I don't do rather than studying in many areas uh, to other people. My, my sister is a fantastic um, a nutritionist. And so she, I took whatever she told me to take. 
But that okay, was the, well, the, the methylated or the methylcobalamin, just like your your B vitamins, and I'm self-taught at this. I'm not a uh, I'm not prescribing or anything. But the better one for B12 is the methylated one. This cobalamin, which is the non-methylated, and there's a methylcobalamin. And also, I was working with somebody, um, uh, Dr. Resnick, and I, she was saying, hey, I'm kind of low on energy, so I, I suggested some things for her to take, and one of them was B12, and what she was doing is she said, it doesn't work for me. I said, well, how are you taking it? She, of course, she was swallowing it, and when you swallow B12, the stomach acids destroy it. So I told her, just put it underneath her tongue. And four days later, she says, hey, this thing is actually working. I feel the difference. Yeah, wow. So it's also, it's what to take and how to take it. It's how to take it. Ah, thank you. That, I, have to, I have to remember it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just wanted to, uh, so, so once again, uh, so how would you, uh, in my particular case, Yes. How would you um, uh, how would you do what I need to do as yes. far as the multiple choice? The you know the reading it's basically reading comprehension will give you a test at the at the end of a module reading comprehension test of a module. How would you recommend that? Yeah, if you know that you know the material and you have all these questions that are all of them the answers are all good and you need to follow what is best. I would follow intuition, and the way uh, you do it is, for example, you have three A, B, C, D, or one, two, three, four, and you close your eyes and see the see the numbers in front of you, and without any thought, see which one will begin to blink. You will see one of the lump numbers will be blinking, and you make that choice. You will say, oh, "That's that's." Maybe that's crazy. No, uh, we have this inner knowledge, uh, this intuition. Well, I, I, that I just want to interrupt. I'm not sure. Are you saying on the test or this is in my mind? I'm not really sure where you're going. Well, no, in your mind, of course. In, in oh, in mind. my mind. Okay, I wasn't sure where, where you were talking. Okay, continue. In the beginning, just to see if it is true, if this method does work, that the method that I'm telling you, try it out without going on a serious test because you're putting your life on the line, try it while practicing. You know, you, you, do, you practice. So do several times practicing with the, following this technique. I have to tell you, I, I rely on this technique of, of following intuition in most important, on most important issues. For example, when my wife and I needed to decide whether or not to vaccinate uh, our first child, that was 25 years ago, uh, 24 years ago, we did this exercise. And fortunately, but, but it was a choice only of two. You said it was, a, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last part you said. Yeah, uh, it was a choice of only uh, one of two. Uh, one do, of two, okay, I didn't hear that, okay. So not to vaccinate. But each of us independently did this exercise, and fortunately, both of us came up with the same answer. So, and I, I honestly, in my heart, I made a decision. If our answers will be different, I will go with what my wife uh, found, 
for herself because I believe a woman's intuition is much greater than men's intuition. But fortunately, yeah. we got the same answer. So, and I, I practiced, uh, I taught many, many people this intuition technique and so many people told me it works magically. So try it out, not on the real exam, but by pra while practicing and see how accurate it is. And then I would appreciate if you would call and let us know. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Well, well when I, uh, um, I was watching some motivational videos, this is slightly off the subject, but the guy was saying, which was true, he says, always work in silence. Um, like, for example, one of the greatest boxers that ever lived, I think, was Muhammad Ali. But we knew Muhammad Ali as, you know, stroke like a, you know, uh, like a butterfly, sing like a bee, all those things, all the things he said. But no one looked at all the work that he did, running and boxing and sparring and lifting and, you know what I'm saying? So we, we know the success, <clears throat> but we don't, we, we, we fail to recognize the, the work that it takes to get there. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's so, no, it's so true. So often people say, oh, I want to be like that person. Right. Go ask this person how much work he put into it. Right, right. I, I mean, uh, uh, Dr. Resnick, the other, I'm not a big basketball guy, but I happen to watch the NBA. These, uh, these men are some of the greatest basketball players in the world. Forget about Europe. Forget about Russia. Forget about these men here are some of the greatest in the world. But these kids don't realize these guys are shooting three-pointers four or five hours every day from the middle, from the side. From... They forget that. They just want to stick their tongue out like Michael Jordan and float in the air. They don't know that these guys played basketball, you know, if you were in Michigan, you played it in the snow at, at 11 o'clock at night. You know, this is the part that they miss, is the work that is needed to be put into it. You no, know, you mentioned Muhammad Ali. I was inspired by him. I read an uh, uh, autobiography by uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, My Life, maybe yes. 10 ago he wrote it and there he writes that he became friends with Muhammad Ali and one day he visited his friend and uh, he found Muhammad Ali doing push-ups and there was a, a, a journalist waiting for for the guy to stop and so he could have the interview and so right. he is he's waiting and the journalist is waiting and Muhammad Ali keeps doing this do, doing these push-ups and finally after a couple of minutes he stops and the journalist says, how many push-ups did you do? I've spent already like more than 10 minutes here. And wow. Muhammad Ali said, I don't know. I don't start counting till it hurts. Ah, right. Good point. Good point. And, and I want to be fair, too, because I know we're, we're cl closing in on top of the hour. I hope there's no other phone calls. That is there? Uh, no, 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 don't oh. worry. No, we're good. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Anyway, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm glad you mentioned him, to be fair. Arnold Schwarzenegger, where was he from? He wasn't from Germany. He was from, from Austria? From, from Austria, yes. Austria, right. Um, what he used to do was he was so driven. Yeah. Uh, 
he was so driven that when before the gym closed, he would open a window. And when the gym closed, he would sneak back into the gym. I don't know if you knew this or your audience. He would sneak back into the gym and work out another three or four hours with the gym closed. And he'd, he'd, he'd leave by that same window, and he would do it the next day. Maybe, so, I don't huh? remember reading it in the book. Maybe you, maybe you heard some of the interviews? Well, I heard, I heard this from the autobiography that I saw on him. Ah, that's interesting. But, but, uh, okay. Oh, on him. Because I read yeah, his... yeah, on him, yes, yes. Okay. That, that's what he used to do. Very so, uh, again, for all of those who want to sing like a certain singer, they don't look at the part. Uh, oh, and la lastly, I just want to uh, share one last thing, too. Is I remember I was in the military as well. You were in the military where? In, in, uh... Soviet Union. Okay, okay. Um and, of course, you have military doctors just like we have here. Well, anyway, I was with a military doctor, a flight surgeon in the Air Force, and we went to a school, and uh, I was there with him uh, for him to, you know, speak to, to, the, to the young kids. Mm -hmm. The very first thing that they asked him, Dr. Resnick, was how much money you make. They didn't know about, like your brother, the hours, the days, the months, the years that you sit and 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 you can't, oh, I can't go to that party. I can't go to that cookout. They don't know that point. All they want is instant gratification. Yeah, I love so I can I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm so happy you're talking about it because we are living now in a culture where everybody feels entitled. And right. And the worst is that uh, kids from young age are taught they cannot be frustrated. They have to be praised even if they failed, which was horrific. I remember already uh, 18, 19 years ago when my, my son was in the kindergarten and they would compete, I don't know, a team against team, and winners would receive trophy and the losers for participation. Yes. It's, it's, yes, it's yes, yes. I know a team that did that. Yeah, I participate. I mean, it, it, it's like one of the reasons why diamonds are so are so needed is because they're so rare. Why do you, you know, a, 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 there's only one Super Bowl trophy. There's not two. There's not three. There's not four. There's only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I heard Warren Buffett said uh, uh, there are 60, 100 people in the bus. But only two people in Lamborghini. <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I don't want to be rude, but I know it's close to your closeout, and I know you may want to have uh, things to 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 say Thank before you your closeout. So Thank you very much for calling. You you are delight, delightful to talk to. Thank you again. Well, thank you so much, Doctor Resnick. Have a good day, sir. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye. Hello. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I accidentally <laughs> said goodbye to Noel, and I turned off uh, the not the computer, but uh, got off uh, Skype. I'm hope I hope I'm back. Uh, just an accident, you know. Uh, so I want I have to wrap up now our show today, but I promised I will tell you what subject people chose, those people who wanted me to speak 
I remember I said, ask uh, uh, those who are interested in participating to go on my website or uh, find uh, a choice PRN on the menu and scroll down and choose among six different subjects one subject that they would want me to cover uh, to to attend uh, to talk about in the following show that is means it means today or tomorrow and everybody out of six subjects everybody all all people who not too many people but um i think eight or nine people um did um what to say made the choice did go on, on the website and filled answered the question and all eight or nine chose the same number one and that is uh, the subject living without fear so for sure next week i will be talking on this about this subject living without fear uh, now if if you don't mind those of you who would like to to have your opinion count again go to the same site to the same same choice uh, but now choose what subject number two you want out of these six um, you want me to talk about but by the way living without fear was such an interesting choice that you made i did not expect that that would be a choice uh, but i will tell you next week how appropriate it, it was uh, again remember we spoke in the beginning of the show about synchronicity meaningful coincidences how how incredible that it is it was that you chose living without fear for now i have to say goodbye to you. i hope you i will have your attention next week at two o'clock uh, be happy peace to all who want to live in peace <laughs>